Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Food on Tour. My name is Mike Robinson, and this is episode 28. Thanks, as always, for listening. If you've been enjoying it, please do me a quick favor. Go leave a rating or review wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe, tell a friend, whatever it may be. Uh, It helps this thing grow, and I'd really appreciate it. This week, I'm joined by Steve Choi. Steve's a guitarist. He plays for RX Bandits, The Sound of Animals Fighting, Peaced Out, and many others. He's been touring for a very long time, and he is completely obsessed with food. Steve also just started his own podcast called The Musician's Guild. He just released his first episode in the past week, and I listened the other day. It's really great. I definitely encourage you to go check it out. I've been a really big RX Bandits fan for a very long time. I saw them countless times growing up, and I'm very appreciative of Steve to take the time and do this. This conversation was so much fun. I feel like we could have gone on for hours with this. And Steve is just so completely obsessed with food. And he's able to articulate the most minute details of what he notices about food and how it's made and the history surrounding it. So with that said, we're going to be talking about French fries this week. Instead of giving you some spiel about why I love French fries or why I think French fries are important. Steve was kind enough to record a brief history of French fries to get you in the mood. So thank you as always for listening and enjoy my conversation with Steve. Like many beloved and ubiquitous foods around the world, the French fry, or pommes frites depending on where you're from, has a not that long but sordid history. After the potato made its way to Europe from Peru sometime between the 14 and 1500s by way of murderous and plundering Spanish conquistadors, It spread over the rest of Europe as Spain had control of most of that land. A century or two later, somewhere between Belgium and France, they began cutting them into strips and deep fat frying them. Even to this day, France and Belgium are fighting over who gets to claim that they created the French fry. Having traveled to both countries many times, I can say that I enjoy eating them in Belgium much more, but I do know that French gastronomy created and perfected the art of deep fat frying first. Legend has it that after spending a lot of time in France, Thomas Jefferson brought this concept back to America and included it at a White House dinner. They were called potatoes cooked in the French style and also referred to as French fried potatoes. I don't think that anyone could have predicted that the French fry would become such an important food to so many people around the world, including broke musicians and our corrupt medical industry in the United States of America. Although the french fry comes nowhere close to being nutritionally beneficial to any of us, it is an important food no less. Whether it's feeding the masses, mitigating a hangover, or serving as an important litmus test for any diner at a new eating establishment to find out whether or not they can execute the simple details correctly. I honor you, french fry. Born out of the ugliest and darkest motivations humanity has ever known, but redeemed through becoming a humble, widespread food that provides sustenance and calories for so many that need it. Uh, yeah, hi, I'm Steve Choi. I'm a musician. Um, I play, among other bands, I play in a band uh, called RX Bandits. Um, I'm also producer and songwriter, so uh, I'm involved with a lot of releases produced a lot of stuff that you may be um familiar with if you're into that world of rock and stuff and uh i'm a food obsessed eating obsessed person so yeah that's perfect are we talking about french fries is that what we're doing i feel like well i would like to just clarify first that french (laughs) fries are not uh like a favorite food of mine okay 
But I feel like anybody who travels, especially tours, it's such an impart, important food. It's a part of everybody's story. Totally. And it's so ubiquitous around the world, right. like literally everywhere I've been. And so um, I feel like I owe it to the French fry because <laughs> at the same time, even though it's not one of my favorite foods, I certainly love them like everybody else does. Yeah. I mean, you know? when, when you um, mentioned that, I was like, OK, this is really interesting because obviously – I like to try and focus on specific things, whether it's a city or like a neighborhood or a type of food. And like, Mm -hmm. sure, a cheeseburger is like specific enough, but that's like the focal Mm -hmm. point of a meal, you know, and French fries are like just so much more specific and they're always there. But like, you know, I don't know. Yeah. You overlook them. And I, I fuck. I love French fries. Like I will just straight up eat French fries. It's such a huge subject because when I was thinking about after you had mentioned, I like to pick uh a food or a city or a, you know, a place or, you know, have subject specific topics to discuss. Um, I just, my mind went to the French fry and instantly it, it takes you around the world. Right. Totally. <laughs> instantly it started taking my mind into all these memories. And like you mentioned, it's, um, generally like a side thing, but right. when you're first starting out, when you don't have much money for many people, Many people right now, even even though if you have money, it it's so often a main meal, (laughs) (laughs) much to the dismay of our digestive system. But I've been there. It's I mean, it's also for me, at least it's a total comfort food, too. You know what I mean? Like totally. And it's if I I don't know if you drink or not. I I love to drink. And if I'm really hungover, a French fries and like a fountain soda, like cure everything. (laughs) Right. I know some people that are like, I need a, I need a cheeseburger or like a burrito. And I'm like, no, just give me like a diet Coke and McDonald's French fries and I'm good. (laughs) That's fair. You know, I know that for hangover and that hangover stomach, something greasy is real good. You know what I mean? So, uh, I don't, I don't do much drinking anymore these days, but, um, yeah, I dig it. I I get it. So where do you want to start with French fries? I don't even know where to start. I don't, (laughs) 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 well, I suppose that um, I just had some initial thoughts about French fries, which okay. is they can be such a comfort food. They can be so delicious, you know, mm-hmm. and but I think that uh, they are a little bit different than pizza, let's say, which would be another food in that category. I, I would call it even though they're really, really different foods. Right. I just think that um, French fries are a little bit different because, you know, people have an affinity for bad pizza there's that mm-hmm. trope about being like sex, like blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but I don't think it's the same. I don't think it's uh, true for French fries. And I remember having some uh, definitely like broke times on tour mm-hmm. where, you know, you're really looking forward to uh, a basket or uh, whatever it is of crispy hot fries. And, you know, so maybe – I guess what I was trying to get at was starting at bad French fries Okay, because cool. <laughs> being um, touring musicians, we get so many bad French fries. Venue you know food, I mean? man. Like some venue food is just, I mean, obviously, you know, like it's convenient, it's affordable yeah. or, or free. Um, yeah. And there's a lot of bad venue food. And I feel like French fries are something where they'll just get the massive freezer bag and throw it in an oven or like, totally. and, you know, just heat them up and they, they're fucking stale and tastes like cardboard (laughs) yeah well uh there's this food distributor called cisco i don't know if you're Mm -hmm. familiar it's one of the largest food like if you blindfolded me and put five to ten fries in front of me 
I could tell you which one was a Cisco French fry. They're the ones that would supply like Denny's or right. or Friendly's or whatever region you come from. Well, just Friendly's, that, that yeah, that was yeah, my right. when I was growing up. I would right. go to Friendly's all the time. Totally. And I've eaten so many Friendly's French fries with barbecue <laughs> sauce. Like that's all I had money for after the show. And you know what? I just realized that before the show, I ate French fries at Friendly's also when we were in the Midwest. So, right. um, and then I think that another crucial element to the truly bad French fry mm-hmm. is it being fried in really old, disgusting oil, yeah. which you can, you can identify by that bitter, odd, bitter taste at the end of it. And the terrible feeling in your stomach. So, <laughs> um, but as messed up as that is, there is part of me that just looks back fondly at, you know, being at a friendlies or, Dude, or a Denny's, house. Denny's, Denny's after shows when I was like 18 on like the first tour I ever did. It was like every night we would play a show and every night we were at Denny's. Yeah, because Denny's also has the dope ranch. If yes. you're into ranch, their ranch is really good. Like. I don't eat dairy, so I don't eat ranch anymore, but that ranch is really good. And I enjoyed uh, Denny's ranch with my French fries. And that's definitely, that definitely helped. That's definitely something I want to get into is I'm a very big condiment person. Uh-huh. Um, and I feel like French fries are the ultimate condiment vehicle. <laughs> no doubt. And they well, definitely acknowledge that in like places like Europe. You know, What about overseas? I mean, it's such a different approach where like, you can you can get them as a meal you know what i mean and and you can walk with them like you can yeah. walk up to a window and they have some badass french fries um yep. do you have any favorites overseas as far as french fries go yeah i love eating french fries in asian countries when i eat french fries in japan or korea i feel like the kind of meticulous nature in general with which things are done especially even fast food anybody that's traveled to these countries can tell you like the fast food is on a a different level there it's not like wonderful, but it's just executed. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. there's nobody cutting corners. Like we're supposed to change the grease today. I'm too lazy. Don't do that. I feel like every time I've had them there, always really nice and crispy. And, I think and that's just a testament to Asian culture in general. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's definitely it's, with food because we all are, we're all food obsessed. All of us. Right. Are obsessed, so, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I also really like um, South America um, and particularly like countries like Brazil. They really love French fries as a uh, accoutrement to their like plates of meat and vegetables and stuff. And they eat it with rice too. So you'll have a plate with rice fries and fried eggs sometimes, like simple like street food. And like it's so heavy. It's so stodgy. But man, when you get a bunch of the right condiments on there, like it, it's it's kind of ghetto, but I love it. It, <laughs> it just tastes great. I just like eating um I never thought I would, but I like eating French fries when they get drenched in salad dressing or other sauces and stuff when they're I love on that. plates like that. Well, yeah. that's, yeah, that's the thing for me with, you know, overseas, especially in, in like Germany or, um, totally. you know, like, like Istanbul or something. It's like French fries inside, you know, a donor is like, that's, oh, yeah. that's unreal. Like when I was in Istanbul last year or earlier this year, that was the, f- the most intense experience I've had with it where it's just so flavorful and like it all just you don't even you're not like compartmentalizing the ingredients when you're eating it you know what i mean it's all like this one thing and it's like is it the french fry that brings all of that together yeah i wonder because you know there's details of it that are great like when you have fries that are well made 
and maybe they've been a little bit over fried. So the ends and the edges are really crispy, mm-hmm. almost potato chip like holding a lot of grease. Yeah. And so the middle of the fry, it's still it's uh, crunchiness has been compromised because it's doused in sauce. But right. you get in one French fry two textures. Totally. One soft, drenched in sauce, and you get the crunchy tips and the ends. Yeah. You know, and I love how in Turkey they do that too. Big old plates of food, meat, it's vegetables, incredible, man. French fries, rice, uh, pickled, all the pickled stuff they eat there on that's top of my, their plates. That's my favorite. And, yeah. And um, even like you mentioned Germany, like I, I have so many fond memories of after the show in Germany, head outside, I get a big order of uh, fries with uh, some curry sauce, you know, which mm-hmm. they like there too. Yeah. So. Yeah. And uh, in England, we used to get kebabs with just fries in them when we were vegetarian, you know, when yeah. I was vegetarian. Like, <laughs> That's awesome. It, yeah, it was good. Well, yeah, I mean, the vegetables, too, that are soaked in that grease with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I love that. Totally. Uh, oh, I love it, too. I'm not a big fan. Speaking of the UK, I'm not a big fan of malt vinegar on fries. Are you is that something you like? Um, I'm torn because. There are so many food crimes happening in the UK. And because fries are such a staple, there are so many crimes commit food crimes committed with those chips there. Where I, I wonder why they even put them in oil. It's not cheap. If you're gonna make them that soggy and let them pile on top of each other and shove them into some paper, you might as well boil them. You know, right, I know right. it would come out differently, but um yeah, I don't to be honest, UK is where fries, I feel like, have disappointed me the most, or their chips. I, I agree. Say, and right? it's weird because it's such a big part. Like, I'm I'm a pretty big advocate for British cuisine, and I know a lot of people talk shit on it. I, I personally love it. And fries are such, or chips are such a big part of that there. And I think it's the most disappointing part of, of their, like, staples to me. Yeah. I'm with you, though. Um, I spent a lot of time in England, lived there for a bit. I'm a big supporter of uh, British food, British cuisine. I love a good uh, full breakfast, a good fry up is, is one of my favorite things. And um, we all joke about it because obviously the average street fair, the service station fair, before you discover Marks and Spencers, you, you're eating real rough, right? But obviously, like UK has a massive like farm to table thing that's been going on way longer than here. And when you get out of the late night street fair, I mean, the Indian food you can get there, the, you know what I mean? It's crazy. Yeah. And then the fine dining there is just like on another level. Oh, it's wonderful. It's crazy. Yeah. So, you know, Um, I'm with you. Like it it gets kind of like a bad rap. uh, Okay. Let's, let's get into condiments. What are your go-tos for French fries? Lately, <laughs> I've been I've been into uh, buffalo sauce. Nice, honestly, because uh, I I'm just into buffalo sauce. I have I discovered this new brand that makes it with avocado oil, so it's all hoity-toity and nicer mm-hmm. on my stomach, but it just tastes really good. But uh, I love a good ketchup. I love barbecue sauce. I've even gone through phases where I was just eating mustard on fries. Whoa, I've never. Uh, that's never been a thing for me. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of one of those things that most people cringe at, but I'm just like a just huge like mustard freak. Yellow mustard or like or Dijon or what are you doing? Uh, I like stone ground yellow mustard, so it's like nice. a strong mustard because yeah, yeah, yeah. you know I'm I'm a huge fan of like strong English mustards with mm-hmm. roasts and stuff like that. So, um, but I mean, I think that I'm I'm a condiment whore. 
Me too. So man. <laughs> it's like me too. Wait, if somebody like was like, oh, I did some Americana from Betty Crocker's cookbook where I made, uh, you know, like some fancy sauce where I took a spoonful of relish, mayo, and ketchup and mixed it together. I would dip my fries in and be like, mm, that tastes good, right? <laughs> That's the like, shit. Yeah, it's the shit. Like I, I, so I love good. all that stuff. I yeah, love just yeah. mayo and ketchup is for burgers. That's like one of my favorite things is just mayo and for ketchup me, on cheeseburger. You and me are on the same page, my man. <laughs> you know, what? that's, I, that's my thing. I think that's like a deep seated thing for me for my childhood, because when I was a kid, I was obsessed with Whoppers from Burger yeah, King. Yeah, me too. And that, that was, was my burger. That was it. Like it was it was ketchup and mayo on a on a Whopper. As far as I remember, I could be way no. off on that. No, you're totally right. Um, Whoppers were my fast food burger going to and from piano lessons and orchestra and all that stuff. And it was like, I got mine without onions because back in the day, those Whoppers, like they put thick onions yeah, in yeah, them, yeah. you know? Yeah. And yeah. then the shredded lettuce and uh, two slices of tomato. But I, I was also obsessed with Thousand Island dressing being a kid of the 80s. Yeah. Like, if they asked what dressing I wanted, it was Thousand Island, which is essentially just ketchup and mayo. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of Burger King, I think at, for a period of time, they had the best fast food French fry. Ooh, I haven't had it in so long. Who who has the best fast food French fry to you now? It might be McDonald's. Oh, still McDonald's. Yeah, I, but there was a period of time I could be. This is another thing that I could be way off. I could have like this crazy skewed memory. But I think like in maybe like the mid 90s or like late 90s or something, Burger King changed their fries and they became like my favorite fucking food. I was like obsessed with Burger King fries and they were the really crispy sort of like textured outside, almost like the texture of curly fries, you know, uh-huh, uh-huh. but inside it was like really soft, like almost like one step away from being mashed potatoes inside. And that's like my favorite French fry is that kind of texture. There are um, very few foods let alone French fries that mm-hmm. probably get that much attention in a laboratory setting with like studies and like right. tests done to like perfect that level of texture, you know, what a job that would be. Yeah, that would be a trippy <laughs> job. <laughs> what I really like is, um, a lot of central and South American plates that I was referring to earlier where mm-hmm. you'll have rice, vegetables, French fries. So when I get a fried egg with that and then there's some hot sauce that gets in there egg yolk with hot sauce is a great place to dip your french fry whoa to be honest and it's it's something i'm kind of into yeah <laughs> that's awesome what about fast food fries for you do you have a favorite oh it's kind of tough like uh being a californian mm-hmm. um i've always Although I have to admit, it's been a while since I've had Del Taco. Uh, I was always into their like crinkle cut fries. Yeah, Del Taco. At, at Del great. Taco. Yeah. Um, you get the odd bad Del Taco, but I feel like a lot of them are pretty on point. Um, it was a thing for our band when we would either start a tour or end a tour in Vegas and we'd be driving out there. We always stopped at the original Del Taco in Barstow. Oh, cool. And yeah. And it, it was like a thing for our band. We would always stop there because, you know, it was like a little bit better. And, uh, there was a couple other guys in our band that were totally obsessed with Del Tacos, like nice. one of their favorite foods. So I always liked their French fries. Um, I remember McDonald's French fries being good, but so it's been good. so long since I've had those. And then in high school, uh, Jack in the box used to have those sort of season type, you know, that battered fry mm-hmm. texture on the outside thing that's, that you're talking about. Yeah, that that's my I used favorite. to really love. 
love yeah, that. those things are really good. Dude, Denny's has really good uh, seasoned fries like that too. I don't know if I've ever had Denny's seasoned fries. I had to have. Well, admittedly, that's another place I haven't eaten in for a while, so maybe they don't have them there anymore. Same. But. Actually, I think the last tour I did, we had like a day off or something, and the bus was at you know a hotel attached to a Denny's or some shit. I definitely got a club sandwich and ate it on the bus, like in shame. <laughs> no way, dude. That's not, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember Denny's club sandwiches, man. I used to rep those hard. I'm a sucker for club sandwiches. Yeah, I used to be a sucker for moons over my hammy there. That yeah. Sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> With yeah. some fries. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. Well, okay, as a Californian, this is sort of a divisive topic. How do you feel about in and outs French fries? I'm glad you brought that up because this is an important topic on French fries. Um, <laughs> okay i'm gonna try and condense what i'm gonna say because i don't want to go off on some diatribe oh go off if you need to everybody that makes homemade fries on a serious level i think understands the need for the dual frying process if you really want to make a crispy not homemade where by the time your potato wedge is actually somewhat crispy, it has a lot of brown, dark, almost burnt spots on it. Mm-hmm. You know, you fry them first in a lower temperature. You let them cool down, let them chill for a while, and then you put them in to a high temp fry, right? Yeah. In and out fries, they taste like they've been fried once. And I think that maybe just a couple times out of many when eating there, have I gotten fresh french fries that tasted good. But even when they did, they have to fry them for so long that the skin on them that becomes crunchy gets way more thick, thusly creating this cardboard feel to them on the outside. Being a French fry whore, I'll still (laughs) grab them by five at a time and shove them in my mouth. But they don't evoke this happiness and joy that a French fry should, to be honest. I'm with you, man. I think they're some of the worst French fries in fast food. And... There's two other things. When you get the most common fry experience there, at least half of them are soggy and you get a lot of small broken up bits. Yeah. When they're really busy and they're, you're getting fries drawn out from like the fry, like metal tray thing, you get so many over fried corner bits. We've all had in and out trays of fries that had way too many of those over fried corner bits, yeah. which are just like little potato chunks loaded with carcinogens and over fried oil, you know? So, uh, to wrap all that up, I guess I'm saying that I think in and out fries, if we're all being honest, suck, they're trash. You can like things that suck. I like things that suck. Yeah, me too. I have guilty pleasures, but categorically that is not a good French fry. I don't think I'm so glad you said that as a, a, I mean, you, you think about French fries in a different way than I do. And hearing you say that makes me really happy. Well, I'm annoying like that. I think about (laughs) all food on this level. I think about all food on this level. I love that. Well, I mean, yeah, I was really excited to see how this would, where this would end up just because I was like, I don't know, like, I can't tell you a restaurant with my favorite French fry just because I don't think about like I'm sure if I sit down at a restaurant in uh, Minneapolis or something that I've been to a million times before. I'm sure as soon as I'll sit down, I'll be like, oh, yeah, the French fries here are good. But I can't recall that off the top of my head. You right. know? Do you have any yeah. any favorite restaurants like in the U.S. or overseas um, that have some some of the best French fries to you? 
I know that's a hard I question mean, given what I just said. <laughs> um, well, I, I may be kind of an obvious answer, but eating fries or palm frites in Belgium or even just Netherlands like Holland. Oh man. I mean, even in Paris, you can get amazing cones of fries that are just well done. And, um, so I think those places are the best places on earth to eat French fries, in my opinion. I mean, I haven't been everywhere, but I mean, I can't, there's no place that I've been that's had better French fries than that specific region of, of Europe. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what I miss in America and I feel like is going away is the steak fry. I'm not, I'm not a big steak fry. I'm all about the steak fry. Like the, no, too much uh, soft feeling for you. Yeah, it's too much for me. See, I love, I like, I like that texture, but I want it. I want the crispy outside. Where the steak fries, it's just all soft. You know. I, I understand. I think that um, maybe there's some times where people want, or people in general might be condiment heavy fry eaters, and mm-hmm. I think that that is a fry that's great for that. And since I'm kind of like a condiment freak, I think I like the steak fries when they're well done like properly done um, because you can just get so much condiment on them. (laughs) Yeah. I had a phase where I was, I would just take like a fucking like giant pile of ketchup and I would douse it in pepper and I would just mix it together with a French fry. And that was what I would dip in. And that was like a good five years of my life that I did that. (laughs) Yeah. That, that sounds tasty. I think from the age of 10 to 20 for like solid 10 years, it was ketchup and Tabasco for me. That was my, that was my combo. Yeah. What about the sort of like, you know, the gut buster move of like cheese fries, chili cheese fries, asada fries? Is that something you get into? Um, I don't really eat that stuff anymore. But mm-hmm. man, that stuff is amazing. Whoever thought of that was a genius because I think it employs what we were talking about earlier, which is you get dual texture out of the French fries. Right. You get the French fries that are all soggy and gooey and nice and then you get the tips that are crispy when it's done right and, yeah it's like uh, nachos yeah i mean if you're really living and you have a, a lust for life like who doesn't get excited when they see a, a pile of french fries topped with different you know regional <laughs> yeah foods right like, chili cheese fries is is like the one exception for me I, it's just too much sometimes yeah but yeah all the other combinations i love but chili cheese fries for like three bites is mm-hmm. amazing a hundred percent if someone yeah. i'm i'm if you're like if i'm if i'm going out to eat with you and you're ordering chili cheese fries i'm gonna have a little bit <laughs> right but i'm with you it's too much but i have that problem where food's in front of me can't stop won't stop me mindlessly too. Me I'll, too. I'll just be like what is my hand doing why do i <laughs> why does he keep putting food in my mouth i had i feel like i still have that problem where and specifically with french fries is that I yeah. can just sit there and eat them all day. Like I could just keep going. Yeah. There's a there's a place by my house in Long Beach. I've never tried them because it's too crazy for me, but they make buffalo fries. So mm. they take these boneless buffalo wings, all this blue cheese, all this crazy stuff, and just throw them on a bunch of fries. And yeah, I see the kids from the so high good. school. Eat. Yeah. <laughs> I bet it tastes good. That's that might just be a one or two, though. It might not make it to three or four bites before you're starting to feel like, yeah. oh. <laughs> right. Uh, so do you have dietary restrictions then? You, you mentioned your stomach a couple times. I do now. I do. Um, I don't. I have like an allergy to dairy. Gotcha. So okay. um, can't have cow's milk anymore and stuff like that. Um, yeah. I have sheep's milk on occasion. And I also eat gluten-free now. 
for the past four years. Good I'm one you, of those man. annoying bastards. Um, <laughs> but you know, but you've maintained your love for shitty food, and I like that. And I well, I say shitty in a in an endearing way. Yeah, because I'm being real, you know, and right. people I'll have friends or family and be like, oh, I'm sorry for eating this around me. I'm a you or something. <laughs> it's like I'm going to be some like diet Nazi. I'm like, no, man, like enjoy it for me. I know how delicious that food truck burger sandwiched in between two grilled cheeses with bacon is going to be, you know, yeah. like I wish I could eat that, you know, but. You know, I always like for people to get some sort of recommendation out of these episodes. Do you have any favorite restaurants? Um that you just like time after time love visiting, uh, when you're on tour? Oh yeah. I think everywhere, whenever I'm in the UK, I just love Wagamama's. I'm sure you do too. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. awesome. Um, I love Nando's. They have a great French fry. They have a great I'm surprised. French fry. I'm surprised. How could I forget Nando's after talking <laughs> so much shit on how much the UK fucks up fries? <laughs> I have and, to. And so many good sauces to dip your fries in. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah, you're so right. And, you know, obviously, you know what? I'm going to go back and say that Nando's Peri Peri sauce might be one of my favorite fry condiments. It's so good. Oh, man. I, it's funny. I have so many. I just when I'm in Austin, mm-hmm. uh, I love going to a uh, million to one like breakfast tacos there. I've never been there. Oh, it's great. There's it's so great. many good breakfast tacos in Austin. It's crazy. Right, right. And that's just one among many that do it so well. Yeah. You know? What um, do you get? What's what's your go to at, at that place? The breakfast taco without cheese. Nice. So that's eggs, potatoes, bacon. I get mine with bacon. And they have um they have amazing salsas there. They have like a salsa verde and they have a couple different red salsas. Um with uh the what are they? They're not Chipotle's. Oh, I'm totally forgetting. Arboles. Arboles. Chiles. Yes. Man, one of my, uh, just speaking of condiments and chipotles quickly, one of my newfound loves is get those little, the chipotles in adobo, those tiny cans are like 79 cents or whatever grocery stores. Yes, dude. Throw it in a blender with like equal amount of sour cream and blend it all together. And it is like the fucking ultimate sauce. It's incredible. That sounds amazing. It's so fucking good. That sounds that's kind of genius, man. It's so sure. I I forget who showed me that. I think it was in a recipe or something that I found online that we like made at home. And then I was like, holy shit, this so- I'm just going to use this sauce for everything. It's so yeah. good. I love that the kind of like gastro pub and food truck culture has kind of changed the landscape of cooking where people are pulling things out of their traditional uses, which people are so afraid to do before. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and they're just like, well, mix it with this thing that would be considered to be quote unquote ghetto, but it right. makes it like delicious. You know what I mean? Love that. So I always like to end every episode with a fuck, Mary kill. Um, and so we're going to do types of fries for yours. So <laughs> <laughs> fuck, Mary kill steak fries, shoestring fries, curly fries. Oh, man. Can I kill two and marry one? Nope. Okay. So, uh, probably fuck the steak fries. Marry the curly fries, but definitely kill the shoestring fries. Wow, I love the shoestring fries. Really? Yeah, I love them. I love them. But do so you much. still like to dip them? Yeah, 
I get like handfuls of them and dip them at one time. I love that. So something that annoys me is something that you would love, which is you go to the <laughs> type of gastropub that serves all your food on a big wooden cutting board. And they have this gigantic, audacious pile of thin uh, shoestring fries that become curly fries because they're so thin. Right. <laughs> and you're just grabbing big handfuls of them and trying to clumsily dip them in sauce. But I like that you like them, man. I love them, man. They're one of my favorites. I love them That's- so much, but... You know, is there um, anything in particular about them that you love so much? I think it's a texture thing. Oh, extra crunchiness, right? Super crispy. You- yeah. I mean, they're, you okay. know, they're not as, as fulfilling as what I mentioned. I don't even know what to call what I mentioned earlier, but, um, uh-huh. like, uh, bar bar in Portland next to Mississippi studios. I don't know if you ever played there. Oh yeah. They have I've never played there, but I know that place. I yeah. love their fries. They're so good. And they have great cheeseburgers too. Um, but well, their Portland fries is a type Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I was just saying Portland has great everything for totally. food now. The last yeah. episode I just put out was all about Portland. And it's there's just so much food. I mean, I could do like a whole fucking podcast on food in Portland. You you could. And there probably <laughs> is one already. So, totally. Yeah. yeah. Uh, before we wrap up, I know you have a podcast coming out. You haven't released any episodes yet, right? I just put up my first introductory prologue episode up oh, cool. today. Awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. That's great. Oh, thank you. Thank you, man. It's still definitely very scary. But yeah, I just put up a short little prologue intro. Uh, the podcast is called The Musicians Guild. Cool. Uh, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Full episode is uh, just finished editing it yesterday. And Sick. it's going to be going up at the very beginning of next month. First cool. of the month. So. That's awesome. Well, yeah. I'm excited to hear it. Um, and thank you so much for taking the time to do this. This is really fun. This is a cool topic that I had no idea which direction this was going to go. <laughs> well, it's such a huge topic. It could go anywhere. Right? I know we'll have, you, we'll have to do another one of these at some point. Uh, but I'd love to have you back because you obviously love food. Thank you. I, this is one of the f- most fun uh, podcasts I've ever done. And oh, cool. just Thanks. with your involvement of doing food on tour, I hope that I can coax you into coming on my show too, because I would love to have you on. Let's do it, man. That sounds great. Thanks again to Steve for joining me. If you want to keep up with him, he's on Instagram at rxchoi. That's C-H-O-I. If you want to find us, we're on Instagram at food.ontour. As always, I'll be updating the website, foodontourpod.com, with a list of all restaurants mentioned in this episode and all others. If you have any questions, comments, most importantly, food recommendations, feel free to send those over to foodontourguys at gmail.com. Once again, be sure to check out Steve's new podcast, The Musicians Guild. It is out now, and I could listen to him talk forever. Thanks, as always, for listening, and we'll see you next week.